1: this is the cubs related podcast my name is Corey. i am joined as always by brendan and we do this time have an update for you on the major league baseball lockout and upcoming season we'll talk about it more in detail in a little bit but brendan no deal Games have already been canceled, so that is where we are. Unfortunately, we are finally at the episode where we have an update, and it's not a particularly good one.
0: Uh, To be expected, though. So if you were preparing for something good, I don't really know why you would have been doing so. So it sucks, but uh, at least, you know, there might be some light at the end of the tunnel. There were some minor progress made, so I mean, here's to hoping.
1: Yeah, so we will touch on that, a little bit of how it impacts the Cubs, but a lot of that we've sort of touched on already over the last now several months, unfortunately. So uh, before we get into that, though, we do have some news, some personal news from the Cubs Related Podcast and from Brendan and I. And it is uh, exciting for us. So the news is that our podcast has been acquired, and we will be joining a new media startup in Chicago that is going to be announced in the coming days. So that is obviously very exciting. Um, We are really looking forward to being a part of this team uh, and a lot of the people that we are going to have the opportunity to work with And that is going to bring about a little bit of change uh, to our feed and and just the general situation here. And I want to lay a little bit of that out for you. Uh, We are going to merge our podcast channel uh, with this new brand that's, again, launching in a few days. You'll you'll hear more about that soon. Uh, And There may be a different name to our show. Uh, There's going to be some new voices on the channel, not on our specific show, but uh, it's going to be a more comprehensive channel for daily and and constant Cubs coverage. So we are excited about that. And our show, at least when Brendan and I are on, whatever it's called under this new uh, venture, will be exactly the same. It will be the same length. It'll be just Brendan and I. Uh, When the season does get started, hopefully sooner rather than later, the schedule will be exactly the same before and after every series just like it always was. We're not going to have any special editorial oversight or anything. The hour or so you hear of Brendan and I twice a week when the season starts will be exactly the same as it always was. The only thing that may change is the branding, and again, there's going to be more content on the feed than just our show, but that's going to give uh, Brendan and I maybe more so me, the opportunity to be a part of those shows and we're going to be able to do some in-studio stuff, some live stuff, uh, and you may get to see the two of us on video from occasion. So we are really looking forward to this. It's it's a great team, not only just covering the Cubs, but all of Chicago sports, um, a, a really great brand, and we're very excited and proud to be a part of it. Uh, also to be able to continue our show, you know, as we have been doing it, and to be able to do some new stuff. And, and we're, we're hoping that you guys are excited for that and look forward to, more coverage, daily podcasts, daily videos, daily content, et cetera, um, and that that is able to create a more fruitful Cubs coverage experience for you uh, that, again, in addition to just our show, Brendan and I will, uh, I think, regularly be able to be a part of. So I, I think that explains it. You'll see more in the coming days. And if you have any questions or anything like that, obviously, you guys know where to find us. Uh, But I I, I will continue to speak a little Mm -hmm. bit for Brendan here and say that this is a really cool and exciting opportunity for us, uh, and we hope that you are excited with us. But more than anything, as we have in the past, we want to say thank you sincerely from the bottom uh, of my heart. And again, I I believe I can speak for Brendan here. This is something that the two of us never really imagined. Uh, I've been telling a lot of people— as, as, as we've kind of been going through this news and this decision that the first few episodes of this podcast, I recorded on the floor of my friend's apartment in downtown Chicago on my laptop with a pair of Apple headphones. And we recorded it on Skype. The quality was terrible. Uh, we weren't even the only two people on the show. And I would be terrified to go back and listen to how bad the two of us are uh, <laughs> at, or were. At speaking, yeah, still are, and presenting and just doing a show. And we were over the moon, I think, the first time we got like 15 listeners. And so to be in this place uh, to where we even had anybody interested in bringing us into their new venture is amazing. And it wouldn't have been possible without you guys. You guys supporting us, you guys telling people about the podcast, leaving us reviews on Apple Podcasts, engaging with us on social media, helping us to sort of set a tone and find our voice and and find our space. And um, again, we're really looking forward to this. I know sometimes, you know, change is a little scary, right? Uh, But we're really looking forward to this and we, we really hope that you guys uh, enjoy it, enjoy the new coverage, the the new people that you're going to hear from, and again, still being able to hear us twice a week before and after every series the Cubs play. So thank you again sincerely. This is uh, a significant opportunity for us, mm-hmm. and it would not be possible without all of you who have supported us for years, and we, we genuinely, genuinely hope to continue to have your support as we move forward here um, with something new. So you're again, you're going to hear more about that as the week goes on. But at at least for me, um, thank you guys. Sincerely, this is very cool. um, And and a a very special opportunity for us. And we're excited.
0: Yeah, I mean, Corey and I've been doing this now, this will be our seventh season. Uh, It's been a hobby, honestly, for the past, you know, six years. So to even be approached uh, was a, a huge honor. We were very flattered. And we took a lot of time to consider this, and we wanted to make sure that the content that's going to be coming over the next year, the new daily Cubs content, fits the tone. Right, that was that was a big priority for us. So we're excited to join and be part of this new network. Um, you know, again, just to be crystal clear here. Corey and I, for better or for worse, we're, we're remaining a duo. And again, for better or for worse, you you may see us like on video. I don't know how that makes you feel, Corey. You may have to shave a little bit, you know. Yeah, I th- I, guess, I think I, I'm a you know, face for radio
1: up. kind of person, but yeah,
0: yeah, you know, I may need to freshen up a little bit as well. But I, you know, it's it's gonna be fun. We're gonna get at least from my end. I've been producing these episodes for six years. It takes a lot of time. The fact that we're gonna get a producer is a huge deal. So the quality of these podcasts. Especially during the times, if or how often we do go live, is just a huge load off off my back, and I think it's going to make the podcast quality that much better. And we're going to get graphics artists. We're going to be working with different content producers to support our show. This this is a major uptick in the quality of our podcast. And like Corey said, you know we. We did not anticipate any of this, and that's because we do have listeners like yourself. I don't know what that says about you guys, because I know Corey and I are actually psychotic about this, and the fact that you listen to us for so many years, you, you may need to look in the mirror yourself to do some self-questioning, but we genuinely do appreciate this, and we genuinely are looking forward to this upcoming season to see what this is going to bring.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, again, like the, the opportunity not only to continue our show, but also to be a part of some some more stuff and, and kind of hone a little bit more of our, our media chops, if you will, and, and being able to work with... Uh, some of the people that that we're going to be able to work with is is very exciting. So um, again, thank you very much. Um, your support has meant everything over the years, and we continue to have it. And we hope that you know this is an exciting thing for everybody. It's exciting for us, and and we're hoping that it is the same for you as we go forward. So. Again, reach out if you have any questions, concerns, uh, anything like that. We are happy to explain in detail, but wanted to do it here on the pod, you know, rather than just like tweeting because we wanted to, you know, flesh out our thoughts, give you guys a kind of clear analysis of what's happening here and, and a full understanding and transparency of everything that's happening here. But again... Thank you very much. It's it's not possible without you guys, and this is something that's uh, pretty significant in in both of Brendan and I's real lives. It's 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 significant. It's very cool. It's very exciting. So now to just totally bring the mood down. Um, yes, we, which
0: is what we're best at, honestly. Yeah, so, you know, it um, fit the tone. this isn't
1: yeah. our fault, but it just no. is. You know, it's it's funny to kind of talk about these things back to back because we're really excited to be a part of this new <laughs> venture and like five days you know, before the with no the, baseball you know, they're canceling games. So it's yeah, uh so, you know. Yeah. Um We're made for this. Yeah, today was not not a good day for the game of baseball. And I think we kind of figured that this was gonna get here. You know, folks like Jeff Passon has have been kind of preparing us, if you've been following him, to kind of be pessimistic about this. Obviously it took a long time for these negotiations to heat up the way that they had in the past uh, several days. Um, but, you know, I think a lot of people got into it last night, you know, thinking that there there may be a finish line nearing, but that appeared to be kind of a, a tactic, a PR tactic by the MLB and the owners to kind of make it seem like there was, you know, progress happening and then make it, uh, you know, again, seem like it was the player's fault when it didn't work today. But that was the plan all along. And you can see that in some of the offers. We've talked about this a lot, Brendan. We don't have to go over this again. You know, again, we've we've touched on like that. I, I, I we're we're on the players' side, hoping that they get a fair deal and and get what they are looking for and, and supporting them. But you know, there's just going to be a lot of people that just don't care about stuff like this. You know, there is a lot going on in the world that is more important than this, and has been for years. You know, there's always stuff more important than baseball, but it it especially feels that way now that this is just not something that people want to hear about. It's not something that people are going to find important. And they may just move on with their yeah. life. Um, you know, I know a lot of people canceled their MLB TV subscription, and you know, maybe they never care to check it back on it again and, and spend those, you know, I think it's like $60 a month, whatever it is. Um, but the, the ultimate you know, place that we're in right now is that there's two series now canceled. The first two series of the year for the Cubs have been officially canceled. They're going to talk about, you know, maybe can they reschedule them or, you know, get the players get uh, prorated for them, whatever. I don't know, but this, this may turn into a longer thing. And at, at least at, 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 as we sit now, we're going to be without baseball for a little while and maybe a long while.
0: The main concern that I have is never changed, and from my point of view, we talk about fans never coming back it's it's those fringe fans it's not the fans like you know you, the listener. if you're listening to us, you're likely going to be watching baseball like no matter what and for Corey and I it's the same deal like fortunately, the league has us for forever uh but it's those fringe fans it's those fans that dip in and about only when it's exciting only when sport is in you know big news big local news big national news and when that image is not there those fringe fans are obviously not going to tune in they're not going to consume that content separately those fringe fans may not be able to transition to more you know in-depth style fans. They may be getting entertainment from other places. They may be watching more basketball. They may be watching more football, maybe other things not related to sports. And you have a growing generation that has way more modalities of entertainment than you and I did, Corey, growing up in you know the early to mid-2000s. So this is a big deal. It's an unquantifiable risk, I think, when we try to figure out what the sport will look like, you know, by the end of this decade or the early 2030s. It's it's a risk. And that's why you see a lot of national riders. I mean, they they seem to be mostly on the same page. There's a few riders to name their names, but they're they're kind of clearly putting out stuff for the owners, but like Ken Rosenthal, for example, not happy. And he was writing this in The Athletic over the past week, kind of just blasting these owners for their short-sightedness and not looking out for the long-term of their sport. And that is going to, as a result, maybe with high likelihood lose those French fans and, and whether they come back or not, it, you know, it's a risk not worth playing in all of our opinions but it is a risk worth playing for the owners who have short-term incentivized window scoring.
1: Yeah, it's it's just not good. And and you know, listening to uh, Manfred's press conference, I mean, it's he, a disaster. He's laughing at the press conference. I mean, what he's offering a bunch of bad faith answers. Uh, it's just terrible. Um, and you know, I, I'm not an expert on these negotiations and all that stuff. But you know, just listening to his his responses and the his the the way he kind of dismisses some of the the genuine questions that some of the reporters are asking um you know asking questions like why did it take three months for the negotiations to really get this hot like what that was a, a big waste of time you know talking about canceling games and this that and the other And he just didn't have very good answers. And and somebody asked him kind of pointedly, you know, like, this isn't 1994, you know, people have a lot more media at their fingertips, they have a lot more that they can be doing. And that's, you know, again, not even considering a lot of the serious stuff going on in the world around us. Like, this seems bad. And he just, you know, sort of like brushes it off. And again, like there's, there's some good pictures and videos of him just sort of like laughing before the press conference begins. It just,
0: I mean, why do you think he's doing that? Right? Like, those are those are genuine questions. Yeah, I, I think that he answers. has
1: always been a, you know, he was installed to benefit the owners. And I think that's what he's doing. You know, they they have yeah. their view, they have stuff that they're not willing to compromise on. In the CBA, and they don't seem to care about canceling some of these April games. And, you know, I, like, I, I, I from from their perspective, it makes sense, doesn't it? It's obviously short-sighted and, and it, it has to involve not caring about the game of baseball and all the, you know, not even just the players, the employees that rely on these jobs, the local media businesses. people, local businesses, et cetera, that, you know, rely on these jobs. I mean, there are so many people that, you know, just at, at Wrigley Field and the Cubs in particular, we all know, you know, ushers that have been working there for decades generations you know and this is their livelihood this is something they've come to depend on and you you to be in this owner's position you have to kind of not care about that but if you're an owner of a particular team do you really care if a a 40 degree game in april is getting canceled right you're like no No. that's not affecting my you know bottom line and my profits and and you know all that stuff and league revenues it's it's a cavalier attitude you know
0: yeah but it's a cavalier act, like from the owner's perspective, the the short sighted profit window is above all else. That's that's their motto. That's that's what they're going to do. It's unfortunately natural, and it's natural part of their business. The alternative would be to have some some type of group, something involved, where there is a look for the future. You know over five years. And that's not there. I don't know what the solution is for that. But clearly, this this is a problem. And not to you know bring it down even further, this may happen again in our lifetimes. This is not going to be the last time we go through some type of labor negotiation process It's going to take months. This may happen in 15 years again. It took about 30 years for it to happen again from 1994. It, is, it may happen again within 30 more years. So, I hope we learn from this. The sport learns from this, and my confidence in that is like five percent. And I don't know what's going to look like for the Cubs after this is done. Uh, fortunately, when we were growing up and starting into baseball in our, in, our, in the late '90s, you know the Cubs had not won a World Series. Their right. their rise to national attention was driven by the fact that no one alive saw them win a world series that was newsworthy that was intriguing it was novel the cubs did win a world series people do forget that five years ago there may be a segment of fans naturally this is all natural it's not talking down about anyone but there may be a segment of fans that are like you know what what's interesting about this anymore You know, why should I follow the Cubs? Yeah, we talked about that over the
1: last couple of years, for sure. Yeah,
0: I mean, I saw them win the World Series five years ago. What else is there for me to see, right? right. Why do I need to spend my money on this team? Well, and if you you
1: looked at the last, you know, the second half of last year, again, this is an issue we've talked about a lot and just kind of trying to figure out the Cubs' plans and um, how they're thinking about things. But, you know, when the team sold off and, and the team, you know, ends up in fourth place, like... The 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 stadium was at least fifty percent empty on most of those nights. Right. So you're looking at this now. If they make some moves when free agency eventually starts, or if it ever starts, they can obviously we you know again we've talked about it. They can maneuver the roster to the point that it's an interesting and, and potentially competitive team. But as it stands right now, if you went into it, and as we're talking like, and you're thinking, okay, like do I want to go spend on the most expensive tickets in the league? or pay for cable to get marquee, or MLB TV, depending on where you live, to go watch a team that's not fully committed to winning now in another shortened season, you have to believe, Brendan, right, that there's going to be a lot of people that just say, yeah, no, like, I'm going to go do something else with my time and with my money. And, you know, maybe that doesn't affect tom's bottom line or they don't care or whatever we don't really know that but it's there's certainly got to be a good segment of people where they're just like yeah no I, i've spent a lot of money on this it's not compelling at the moment it, it that's the
0: word compelling it's not compelling for these people and the fans you're describing who are consciously making that decision to not go watch the cubs there's a huge in my mind a segment of fans are not even consciously aware of that decision of that decision there's gonna be tuned into something else like the, the, the Cubs will be a forgotten right. part of their entertainment. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of not... what
1: I mean about the MLB TV stuff. Like there was a campaign yeah. going around to remember to cancel MLB TV today. I think they waived the fee or whatever because yeah, they're they're you know they're not yeah. total idiots or at least the people running that aren't total idiots. Um, but prior to that, there was a campaign like, make sure you cancel, don't let it auto renew, and and give the league money for games that aren't going to get broadcast, or at least while they're working this out, don't give them your money. Like there may be people who just go, yeah, you know what? I'm enjoying that extra money in my bank account. Like I'm not going to bring it back, you know. Or they you're just, just too forgets. you forget, you're too lazy you to. Yeah, that. I do that all the time with streaming services. Yeah, if I exactly. cancel them, even if it's a show I want to watch, you know, you just think, yeah. hey, I already canceled. I'm not going to go get my credit card. Like I don't care about that, you know. Yeah. It's just not. Yeah. good for the game it's just a bad this whole thing is, is bad for the game it's it's bad for the fans and like I said you know the the, the deals that were on the table were, were not skewed toward the players just based on like the financials and stuff and you just have so many people so many employees game day workers partial season workers that you know are just sort of screwed here while this is all going on
0: yeah there's another point too that I never really thought about but minor leaguers are not getting like reimbursed uh, properly for their for their service. And then there's another point too where the MLB offered their their deal which really did not raise the minimum salary for a major league player appropriately. And then the argument was made, well, these guys, these minor leaguers, you think of David Bodie, for example, who come into their own, as like a 25, 26-year-old, after spending half a decade in the minors not making like any money. And then you go in And you do make some money, but the sum amount that you make over, let's say, an eight-year window, is that worth the risk? Maybe it's a lot of money for a lot of different people, but is that worth the risk in comparison to a different career choice, to a different sports choice, if you're lucky enough to be that athletic? And there might be people who look at taking deals out of high school in the draft, they look at this, and they're thinking, you know what, you know. It's just not worth it. I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna go to college. I'm gonna go get my degree. I'm not gonna entertain this high risk job. Or, in, in addition and similarly, they'll go to college, play football, play basketball, play a different sport, and not entertain this high risk type of employment. And that that is something to consider as well. Separate from the fans, it's can the level of attention from athletes in this country for baseball remain stable enough to actually make the sport appealing and to grow the sport and bring in truly all the best athletes that are interested i don't know about that that's another scary type scenario that is at play
1: yeah it's there There, this is you know obviously a wildly nuanced issue and we've touched on a lot of it but we you know can't touch on all of it i i think Unfortunately, you know, this is just where we are, and I I think the MLBPA went back to New York, so Manfred was saying that, you know, now they're not going to convene again until Thursday, I think at the earliest, and, you know, that's if they're even able to get to a place where they're having positive conversations, Um, you know, because it certainly seemed contentious when things ended this morning. And when you look at the messaging that's kind of coming out from the players' side, they're united and they're, you know, going to try to get what they want. I, I know Anthony Rizzo tweeted something to the effect of, like, you know, fans, we, we, we miss you guys. We're sorry. And young players, like, this is for you. We're going to—we we need to stay strong to make sure that future generations of players or not generations, it doesn't last that long, but, you know, future groups <laughs> of young players— are not getting a a raw deal here, and and we need to be willing the players to hold the ground to get there. And um, that appears, you know, good, good, good for them. But, you know, it's, it's, uh, it certainly doesn't leave everybody else in in the place that they want to be. I I will say, Brendan, it did dawn on me, and you and I talked about this a little bit, but like, this is far from the most important issue here, but just like, you know, relating it to the Cubs is the name of Mm. this podcast implies uh like we're lucky as fans of this team especially a team that went 108 years without winning world series that the timing of this is what it is right because if this is pre-2016 you and i are dying freaking out like yes like actually freaking out um And I brought this up to you, but like there, there, there's a lot of, you know, it's, it's just a timing thing. This is when the CBA ran out. This is when, you know, the players have dug in and, and made an effort to try to get a better and fairer deal for themselves. And it's just the timing. So the, the first thing that comes to mind, because my grandma said this to me, is, you know, thinking about the White Sox, right? The White Sox have spent all this time you know, building up to this and building for these few years or whatever to kind of like maximize on their window. And now you're, uh, you know, I I think hopefully they'll end up with a shortened season. And, you know, maybe it'll be 140 games if you're thinking optimistically. And like, you know, that that's still pretty close. And like, it'll it'll play out probably kind of normally. But maybe it's not maybe this goes on longer than that. And you have a team that you've you know you're you're right there. You're feeling like this is your window, and the timing is just, just really know. bad for that.
0: Yeah, yeah. You think of what the Cubs did in 2016. Remember that losing streak right before the break. I do. You know, okay. You know, we said not to freak out, but when you have a shorter season, those elongating losing streaks make up a bigger chunk of your season. So would that affect, for example, what they do at the trade deadline in terms of going out? showing out prospects to get back immediate value. Maybe. You just don't know. You add a, a degree of uncertainty for fans who have been following their system for years and hoping that that system does translate to being one of the best teams in the league. There's uncertainty that's very, very, very anxious for those types of fans. So for us, this is great, you know? <laughs> the, the the expectations for the Cubs well, this not year— great,
1: but yeah, I know what you mean. You know what yeah. I
0: mean, you know? Hyper, uh, bulk over here but for us like we know the expectations are kind of like you know hit or miss at this point so if this were you know three years from now in our win window yeah i would be beyond yeah. concerned
1: um when i brought so up to sucks. you like you know and just kind of trying to relate it to the cubs and and you know how timing is just what it is you think about that 2016 team and if there was a shortened season or a half a season or, or no season at all right like I'm not sure how that looks after that right like there's a lot of individual (laughs) player performances that you know speaking of timing really worked out for the Cubs in 2016 like Jake Arrieta was not great after that point you know um John Lackey was only in the in the league for another year Ben Zobrist you know has a great year but obviously was already getting up there in age and stuff like that um there there there's more examples but you just like think about some of those things Dexter Fowler was only on a one-year contract right like what happens to that or how effective is all of that if it's a half a season or something like you know it's like Again, it, it's it's not—the the point of today is not to be like, oh, phew, at least the Cubs aren't good. But I just, mean, kind of. <laughs> well, but just trying to, get, you know, relate it back to the team that we're talking about, right? Like, this isn't a Major League Baseball podcast. It's a Cubs podcast. So we just, you know, want to kind of, like, be thinking about the Cubs. And it's like, yeah, like, if the Cubs weren't really going for it this year, it, it's— maybe a little easier to sit back and just support the players. And, you know, rather than if you're a fan of another team, I think you're still supporting the players, but you're yeah. also maybe, you know, kind of feeling a bit a bit cheated by, by some of this. You know, you don't control those timelines. You don't control when guys are getting older or, you know, just how much time their their body has left. You know, they, they always say about pitchers, right, you only have so many bullets. And, you you know, prolonging that for some guys isn't great. And you build a team, you build a cycle, you... You know, the Cubs are doing it right now. They're they're structuring everything about their organization for, you know, whatever, two to three, four years down the road when guys like Brennan Davis and James Triantos and Owen Casey and Reggie Presciado and Christian Hernandez are supposed to be the, the pillars of the team. And other teams did that, and un- unfortunately, they did it for right now. And instead of, you know, getting into spring training and watching their teams go— they're now wondering when when and if the season is going to start so it's just you know kind of one of those like that's timing for you but that's that's where we sit it
0: sucks and just in addition to the effect on your win window just not seeing your guys play just like the sadness that you have when you are excited about a team can't watch your team play you're gonna be missing games whether it's 12 games or 24 games whatever it is you lose those types of funny moments. You lose those types of fun moments that we've seen over the past, you know, seven years with the last Cubs era, you're going to be missing opportunities for that. And my key word last episode was iterations or whatever, but it's like the same thing. You, you miss the ability to kind of grow with your team, to understand your team from like a fun perspective, separate from winning games, which is enjoying that type of process that sucks.
1: Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the the state of things. And you're kind of looking around uh, social media. You know, of course, Marcus Stroman has been great repeatedly referring to Rob Manfred as man clown. Uh, I think yeah, that's that's, that's one that will will stay. Um, And, you know, Ian Happ joking about becoming a barista now that he's going to have some free time. Clint Frazier joked about applying for that McDonald's job. Uh, Everybody said I'd be working. I'm sure he's gotten people uh, maybe in the Yankees fandom telling him to quit baseball and do that and stuff like that. So they are, uh, yeah, preparing for I, I know Bryce Harper posted on instagram the other day i think asking a an mpb team in japan if they had any openings because he was going i think be, they can do that he was gonna be I free way. i i am not sure of the <laughs> rules but if he said it i uh, yeah probably can't they yeah. loan him out or something like that i don't know how it works but
0: i think it might be possible i don't know
1: yeah uh that would be interesting um i'd have to readjust my sleep schedule if if no we could do enough it. players went over there um yeah so yeah, man. It's it's not great. This this was a really bad day and I and I think, you know, I'm I'm not like the biggest ESPN watcher, but I, I like to watch it on days like today to kind of get a better sense of maybe how the story is being broader presented, you know, to the, the general sports audience, uh maybe a more casual sports audience, however you want to phrase that. And it it does kind of make it a little more jarring. It, it really sets in how just like negative and, and bad this is in terms of the, of the sport when when you watch it in that context yeah. because you, you watch a show like uh, PTI or Sports Center and they have so much to talk about because they cover everything. So they're talking about John ja Morant in the NBA. They're talking about you know, Coach K's last home game at Duke or whatever they're, you know, stuff like that. They're talking about NFL and, and you know, teams like that and Tom Brady and whatever's going on there. And, you know, then they they get to talking about baseball and it's, it's all of this kind of hype stuff for these other sports. And then it's like, okay, we've got breaking news. Baseball's canceling games. Here's Rob Manfred to talk about how bad the negotiations were. And it's, it, it allowed, you know, I'm in a baseball bubble. I'm not super big on, on really any other sport, at least not to this insane degree. And just sort of watching it in that context really sort of put it in a, maybe a worse perspective for me. Cause you're like, man, how could anybody be watching this and, and, and not just be like, okay, well, screw baseball, right? Like, again, that doesn't mean you're not supporting the players, but you're just watching them talk excitedly and about what's coming up in these other sports and then it's this you know bad labor negotiation news and you're just like man like how could anybody like not be turned off by this and 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 just sort of move on to something else that's being presented in a better way that's what we have uh again please you know if, if you're you know jumping in late or whatever um Go back to the beginning of this episode. We have some news uh, that we explained and we are excited for. Um, So look for that later this week. And um, we will talk to you guys soon. As always, thank you for supporting Brendan and I. Thank you for supporting us in our new venture here and in however we refer to this podcast going forward. And um, we're looking forward to it. We're looking forward to continuing our show and to you guys getting more Cubs coverage in this feed and hearing and seeing from us more in addition to our regularly scheduled programming. So thank you again uh, from the bottom of our hearts. We cannot thank you guys enough at some point. Hopefully we can at least thank some of you in person and individually and all of that uh, whenever baseball comes back and we can get together. Uh, And until then, as always, whether they are playing games or Rob Manfred is canceling them, Go Cubs.